Let him in today. He'll come in to stay. Open your heart and let the Lord come in. Somebody's knock, knock, knocking and it must be Jesus. Why don't you let him in? Somebody's knock, knock, knocking and it must be Jesus. Why don't you let him come in? Let him in. And welcome to another today. message from stay.intoisword.com. And I am your host. Open your heart. Uh, we're here again on another Friday, 7 p.m. to get you ready for the weekend and listen and get your listen. mind on Jesus uh, instead of other things. Why Hallelujah. Because sometimes it's very easy for us listen. to get our mind listen. on other things listen. and to listen. forget about the Lord our God. Amen. And for those of you that are new to the station, we welcome you. Uh, this is a ministry, uh, an online ministry of Lily of the Valley, Apostolic Tabernacle. We're online. So if you have your Bible, again, this is a, uh, we, we emphasize bringing the word of God with you. And we're going to be taking this from the Old Testament, uh, which has 39 books. And how can you remember 39 books for the Old Testament? Maybe we'll make that a trivia question. Aha. All right. So we're going to turn to the book of Ezekiel, which comes right after the book of Lamentations and is just before the book of Daniel. So let me turn here with you. We got Jeremiah. Oh boy, and Ezekiel. We have Ezekiel chapter 33. And let's pray, and then we're going to get right into this here. Uh, Lord, we ask you, God, we see that this pandemic, Lord, first of all, to forgive us of all of our sins and our shortcomings, those that we've done knowingly and those that we have done uh, not knowing what we have done to offend or to hurt someone. We want to live a life that's representative of you because we are ambassadors or striving to be an ambassador. We ask you, Lord, to touch those in high places, hallelujah, in the government, both local to my city and other cities out there, and the federal government in the country in which all many listeners listen to, <clears throat> uh, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, just to name a few. Uh, and also, Lord, we, we do ask you, Jesus, to bless those in high, <coughs> excuse me scratchy throat, high places in the federal government at all these different countries, and of course the United States of America. In the name of Jesus we pray. All right, so we're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 18. 33 and 18. And we're continuing on uh, the vein from last week's message, uh, the theme of the message is faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you can refer to that in last week's notes, or you can also take a look at that in the book of Romans. <coughs> I believe it is chapter 10 off the top of my head. Uh, so uh, here we are again. 
recognizing that there is a need to go to church, there is a need to have God in our life, but for whatever reason we make excuses, some of us make excuses, some of us feel that it's too late if we decide to turn to God in our older age, or maybe we may feel guilt placed on us from the adversary to make us feel as if we're not worthy and that it's too late. Well, I'm here to tell you that it is never too late. You know, you've heard that saying before, it's better late than never. And to some events, you can make it there late and it it won't make much, much of a difference. If you're late to work, they just dock your pay. If you're late to a dentist appointment, they just have you wait a little longer. Hallelujah. If you wait to the doctor's appointment, depending on your provider, your healthcare provider, you may have to reschedule or you may just have to wait a little longer and they'll use the word squeeze you in. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that there is no squeezing in in the kingdom of God and there is no making another appointment. Uh, it's never too late and we need to do it while we're able, while we have a conscious mind to switch this around, turn this around and turn to God if we haven't already done so. Amen. 33 and 18 in the book of Ezekiel says, when the righteous turneth from his righteousness and committed iniquity, he shall even die thereby. But If the wicked turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. Hallelujah. There's some interesting truth in that right there. And and we see that there's a penalty for sin. Most definitely. When the righteous turneth from his righteousness, he shall commit, he and committeth, and committeth iniquity. He shall even die thereby. He will die by the iniquity that he hath committed because at one time he was right and he turned away from his righteousness. Then the Bible goes on to say, if the wicked turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. You know, some people go by that, that understanding that once saved, always saved. Well, we just read right here that uh, that is not necessarily true. Now, I do understand that this is the Old Testament, but uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, and if the and So we have to realize and understand that when we're on that path of righteousness, we have to remain on that path of righteousness. Hallelujah. We don't want to commit any iniquities along the way. Although God did give us uh, uh, grace had entered in after the death of Jesus Christ in the bodily form, death did enter in at that time when he willingly gave up his life upon the cross. But when he came back, hallelujah, up until that point, death reigned. But after he came back, we had grace that entered in to the period of uh, from here on until we live. So God is always giving people a different, another opportunity and another chance. Hallelujah. But if you remember in the Old Testament, uh, God said it was too hard for man to live by his rules. And so in that case, God told us that man could only live 
up to uh, 60 years, I believe, uh, 70 years, three score and 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. And we may visit that a little later. But that is the limit. You go beyond that, then you've been blessed and you're living on extended time and you should make the best of it. But God's word is true. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. So I believe in my heart that if the righteous live righteously all the days of their life, that they would have an extended life and they would live beyond 70, whatever the measure is. I I just can't imagine God and his word letting an unrighteous person that does wicked and evil continually to live beyond what God had justified and said that it's going to be their time. As a matter of fact, we know some have checked out early, willingly and unwillingly, and we also know that some have checked out uh, unexpectedly, um, I should say, whether they be righteous or unrighteous. But nevertheless, it's God's call and it's his. But if the wicked turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, He shall live by that. Now, here we have the contrast between the righteous, the contrast, and the wicked. It's just the opposite. If the wicked turns from his wicked way, it's never too late. If the wicked, those that are doing wrong, evil, whatever it is, and you know if you're listening to this message, if you fit in any one of these two categories, that if you continue and you turn away from your wickedness, and and you turn and do that which is lawful because the Old Testament, which we're reading from, is the law and it hasn't gone away at all because the law still continues into the New Testament. Hallelujah. So if we do that, the Bible says we shall live thereby. Uh, Verse 19 in Ezekiel 33 and uh, 19, it says, but if the wicked turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right. He shall live thereby. So here's the guideline. We're going to turn as a wicked or a person that doesn't know God, that's not seeking after God, but we get the unction, we get the the inspiration to change our life and to want to live for God. It's never too late. And so once we do that, we turn from our ways. If the wicked shall turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, then we're going to live by those rules that's been established in our lives, the, 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 the guidelines, if you would. Uh, and we're going to do our best that we can, remembering that we're not perfect, but God gives us grace. Hallelujah. And by that grace, we can we can make it. But don't willfully sin, because if we willfully sin, according to the Bible, then there's no more forgiveness for our sins. Praise God. He was talking to the people in the book of Hebrews when he Uh, when that was penned or when that was written, when that was spoken. Let us turn now to the book of Matthew chapter 20. And in Matthew chapter 20, it says, And about the 11th hour, about the 11th hour, he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them, Why stand ye here idle all day? What? Why aren't you doing something? Why are you just wondering what to do? How am I going to make a living? Uh, how am I going to change my lifestyle? Why standing you idle? But it, it's an opportunity has come before you. You're listening to the opportunity right now. It's never too late. You can turn to God. 
Don't be idle when it comes to your salvation. In other words, don't do nothing about your salvation. Now is the time, and today is the day of salvation, and today is the acceptable time for your salvation. It's never too late. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh down, uh, he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me will I in no wise cast out. For I come down from heaven and do not my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Now that's Jesus Christ talking. You can find that in the book of John chapter 6. That's Jesus. He said he is the bread of life. And now there's those of you, it's never too late for you to come to God. It's never too late for you to come to the kitchen table and eat or open the refrigerator and get a bite to eat unless you get there and it's all gone. But Jesus, this one, you don't have to worry about the bread of life being all gone because Jesus is the bread of life and he give it to all them that are hungry and he says they will never thirst. So today I'm here to let you know you will never thirst because Jesus is the bread of life. And, and if you go to him, he tells us, you will never thirst, you will never hunger. But there's one key, you have to believe that he is and that he is a reward. Believe the word of God. You must live according to the word of God. You have to trust in the word of God. Hallelujah. But I said unto you that you have also seen me and believe not. And there are those that have seen, not necessarily seen Jesus, but have seen and spoken to a representative of Jesus, a representative, an oracle, a mouthpiece of God, a messenger from God, somebody that has shared the word with them and showed them the infallible proof, the infallible word of God. Hallelujah. And they have strayed away from that and didn't want to believe it. Hallelujah. But he said that as he's praying, as he's thinking, and as he's writing, he said that all that come, that the Father, that the Creator, that the Spirit have given to him, because the Bible tells us no man comes to the Father lest the Spirit draws him. And we know that Jesus Christ is the Father. So nobody is going to come to the Father unless the Spirit of God, hallelujah, unless John 4 and 24 draws him nigh. Hallelujah. And when he does that, he's not going to let you go. Jesus is going to hold on to you, but you got to hold on to him. For there is no difference between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is over all, is rich unto all them that call upon him. So you see, whether you're a Jew or a Greek, this message, this gospel, this life-saving message is for you. It's never too late. You can't say, oh, I can't do it. Oh, but you're being drawn nigh now because that's why you keep tuning in to stay.intohisword.com, which is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hallelujah. Wherever you want to hear it, just tune in to stay.intohisword. And when you stay into his word, you'll be into his word and he'll stay into you. We must remember that. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Hallelujah. And the name of the Lord is not father. That's a title. The name of the Lord is not son. That's a title. And the name of the Lord is not Holy Ghost. That's another title. I'm here to share with you today, my friends, that who shall ever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And when Thomas saw Jesus, he said, my Lord and my God. Let me say that again. When Thomas saw Jesus, hallelujah, he said, my Lord and my God. How how then uh, shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach except he be sent? It is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not obeyed the gospel. But they have not obeyed the gospel. Having the preacher, they hear the word. They have the opportunity for salvation. It's never too late. They have the opportunity to receive the baptism of Jesus' name. It's never too late. They have the opportunity to call upon the name according to Acts 4 and 12, which tells us, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. They have, hallelujah, the opportunity, as we just read in the word of God, how it says in Romans 10 and 13, for whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But it says discouragingly, it, or, or un, uh, uh, regretfully, it says, but they have not obeyed the gospel. Hallelujah. They did not obey the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? Now, hallelujah. Who does believe the report of the Lord? There's a group of people. I know I talk to people all the time and they have their excuses. But if, but that, but when, but how, but why? Hallelujah. And they have not obeyed the gospel. Hallelujah. But they've heard the gospel preached. They heard the word of God mentioned to them. Hallelujah. But they believe not for whatever ridiculous reasons it is because doubt has entered into their hearts and doubt has clogged their mind. Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Well, remember, my friends, it's never too late. Hallelujah. You can always eat the bread of life. As John, as John has recorded, hallelujah, they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And I say unto the listeners today, unto my friends, hallelujah, the faithful listeners, share the link, share this message with someone because it's useful. It's good for edification. It's good for direction. It's good for doctrine. It's good for instruction in righteousness. It's good for the soul. It's good for the belly. It's good for the heart. It's good for the mind. The word of God is just good. Hallelujah. It will not do you any harm. It will not do you any wrong. It's going to lead and guide you into eternal blitz, into a land, hallelujah, far, far away. It's going to change the way that you live currently if you let him. 
It's going to change the way that you see people. It's going to make you more merciful to people. Show more grace, kindness, love, peace, and happiness to people. Hallelujah. What, what about those people that always already are so nice and so gentle and so kind? Hallelujah. Well, that's not necessarily having the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And we need to have the Holy Ghost. I would say to you and submit to you that they're just nice people and there are nice people in the world. But that doesn't mean they're going to make it to heaven. We need to have the spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the spirit of God gives the utterance. And I'm not speaking of a warm, fuzzy feeling. Hallelujah. How shall they preach except they be sent? Hallelujah. The preacher has got to be sent. The word of God has to be received. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts that all of them that gladly received the word of God was baptized in his magnificent name. Oh, hallelujah. We need to have the word of God in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls today. Oh, friends, listeners, hallelujah. The into the word crew. Stay into his word. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. And we're going to read. Let me turn there. Okay, we're going to read there. And it says, Peter, but Peter standing up with the 11. There was 11 other brother in there besides himself making the 12 the 12th of the 12 disciples or the 12 messengers, the 12 apostles lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken, listen attentively to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose seeing, but it is but the third hour of the day, the third hour of the day, somewhere between six and 9 a.m. in the morning. So that early in the morning, that's what he says. They're not drunk as you think, being the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall have visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show you wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. This was Peter's beginning of Peter's message uh, at the sermon at Pentecost. It was a long one, but this was the beginning of it, near the beginning. I would say if I was writing an uh, essay, I would say that this is uh, part of the body of the, of the essay. Uh, we did have the introduction when he started out and said on the day or when the day of Pentecost was fully come. And then we get into the body of this text of this uh, chapter of this verse here. And here we have it 
And we see that this was nothing unusual. Those that had known the Old Testament, those that had read the Old Testament, Joel 2.28, he says this was what Joel was talking about and it's coming to pass. It's going to come to pass. And although these guys, uh, you see the people uh, uh, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance as we as we can read in uh, chapter uh, verse four of this of this book uh, speaking in a heavenly language uh, that the common people couldn't understand but the bible says that they were speaking every man in the language of someone else that was there so people from different countries was there and people that got the holy ghost received the spirit of god was speaking in a unknown tongue hallelujah to them but known to others praise god but it wasn't only just for those people there he said it's gonna come in the last days that he's gonna pour out his spirit among all flesh and so now that he he god is pouring out his spirit among all flesh and remember john chapter 4 uh we know that god is a spirit hallelujah and that that spirit became flesh and dwelt among us and that that spirit that dwelt among us uh uh resurrected in the fleshly form and went back to heaven from whence it came hallelujah and is now on the right hand of god or is the right hand of god if i could put it that way hallelujah so this spirit is going to be poured out on all flesh so with that being said of course, we're living in the last days because the spirit is being poured out and you can have the spirit of God. Hallelujah. If you want the spirit of God, remember, it's never too late. Although the devil, the adversary will try to tell you, oh, why bother? Oh, what is this? Oh, what is that? Don't believe this. Don't believe the hype, if you would. Uh, it's not real. Or someone may come up to you and say, how do you feel at a church service? And you did you get the Holy Ghost? It looks like you got the Holy Ghost. And you may hear uh, somebody may say, I have this warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, I felt God's love. Yes, I got the Holy Ghost. But that's not what the Bible describes as having the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In verse four, it says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance hallelujah so utterance speaking utter a few words whether it be uh, you i'm uttering a few words to you now utterance praise god but the spirit will give you utterance uh, in an unknown language in an unknown tongue to common man unless <clears throat> you're speaking in their language which would be unknown to me if I was uh, to break out or if someone was to break out around me speaking Swahili or uh, a native tongue from Brazil, I don't have any idea or Portugal. I would not know a word of what they say. And hallelujah. But there could be others that in there would understand. Hallelujah. But the ones that would not understand. Hallelujah. Praise God anyway. So moving right along, we need to have the spirit of God in us. Praise God. 
You need to have the spirit of God in you. For without the spirit of God in you, there's nothing but heartaches and tribulation. Hallelujah. So again, hearken unto the words of Peter. And if I can say it and put it in my own words, I would like to say, hearken unto the words that I speak unto you. Because the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. These words are intended that I'm speaking to you from the word of God, the holy word of God, the holy scriptures, the holy texts. These words are meant to lead and to guide you into all truth. Please turn, if you would, please to Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Acts 10 and verse 44 says this, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Hallelujah. So when they heard the word, the Holy Ghost fell upon them. Now, don't get me wrong. I know everybody is not feeling the spirit of God right now as I'm speaking to you. Hallelujah. But that's not to say that someone else is feeling the spirit of God as they're listening to the utterances of the word of God. God's word does not come back void. His word goes out and it will accomplish that which it is intended to accomplish. But we have to keep in mind that the receiver, the receptive party to the word of God has to be in the right mindset, has to have the, a spiritual humbleness, a, a spirit of humility, Hallelujah, to where they're willing to receive what thus saith the Lord. Well, they're willing to put aside their carnal thinking, their worldly thinking, their adversarial thinking, and, and receive with gladness the engrafted word of God with meekness. Hallelujah. And let the word of God work on you, uh, 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 creating you a clean heart and renew a right spirit within you so that when you do hear the word of God, that this word of God will penetrate. Uh, remember, it is quicker and sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us this. And, and once we become true believers in the word of God and putting ourselves to the side, putting our own thoughts to the side, when we just learn to lean over on the word of God and let the word of God lead and guide us into all truth, then that word of God, when we hear the word of God spoken, when we hear the word of God preached and we know it's the word of God and we start to submit and say that word sounds familiar to me. That word sounds good to me. It sounds uh, rings of truth. I, I heard it said and I read it in the Bible. Hallelujah. Those very same words. So therefore it's truth because it came out of the Bible. Now, again, we need to believe that the Bible is true and some won't believe that the Bible is true, but that's okay because there are those that are at the sound of my ear that believe every word of God is true. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to this word today. And I pray, hallelujah, my prayer, my heart's desire and pray prayer to God is for Israel that they might be saved. And today, my friends, you are the modern day Israel. 
I pray today for the Gentiles, for the Jews, for the Greeks, and for God's chosen people to come into the grace and knowledge of his word, to come into the grace and knowledge of his truth. I pray today, hallelujah, for healing in the lives of those that are listening, whether it be a spiritual, supernatural healing, or whether it be a physical healing. Hallelujah. Some people may even be in need of a psychological healing. And I pray for that today. I pray, Lord, that you strengthen those that are weak in the faith. Uh, hallelujah. For the scripture says, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. So I pray for them. I pray for them, Lord, that are scared to speak out the word to others about the word of God. I pray, Lord, they'll get a boldness, God. Hallelujah. For you told uh, Joshua to be bold and courageous, Lord. So let that same spirit come upon us that we would be bold and courageous, Lord, to go and tell somebody about the marvelous acts of God's word, to tell how God's word had got into our hearts and into our minds and into our desires. Hallelujah. To where it became everything. Hallelujah. They'll be bold enough to speak about stay into his word dot com. Hallelujah. Which can be found on the internet. Stay dot into his word dot com. Praise God. Or just go to the website into his word dot com. Oh, God. And if they're scared to speak, we know they can get the courage from the Holy Ghost for the spirit will rest upon them. And Lord, just like Moses had a problem with his speech, hallelujah, stuttering and, and, and got nervous and maybe the words wanted to come out quicker than his brain could process it. But he had a, a problem, a speech impediment, if you would. So I pray, Lord, that that speech impediment that may be resting on some of us, God, is healed and cured by the name of Jesus, that they'll be able to go out and speak, hallelujah, and invite Praise God to enter his word. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, I ask you in the name of Jesus that all these prayers are answered. In addition to the prayers, the healing of the land from this horrible, horrible plague and all the lies and deceptions that may have come along with it. Pray that all that is dismissed and that the healing takes place and people recover speedily and mightily. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And everybody says, Amen.